Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, it's Russell Peters on this episode of Culturally Cancelled. We have martial art greatness in the room. We have a guy who started me back into jiu-jitsu, Higan Machado. And I now train with his brother, Jean-Jacques Machado. But Higan Machado was a force to be reckoned with. In the Brazilian jiu-jitsu world, he is a very legendary man. At the age of 18, he fought his cousin, Hickson Gracie. And he gave him a hard time. And that's not something that you can take lightly. Hickson Gracie is known as the best jiu-jitsu man ever. And we have the legendary actor, martial artist, producer, writer, director, my good friend and great-grandfather, Michael Jai White, is with us on this episode. We talk about everything from him training with John Jones to making Black Dynamite to the outlaw Johnny Black, which, in fact, Hegan Machado and I are both in. So please enjoy this episode. If you're into the arts of any kind, you're going to dig it. Even if you're not into the arts, check it out. If you get bored, turn it off. It's not my fault. Hey, welcome to Culturally Cancelled. It's my show. It's Russell Peters. Um, I have with me today two martial arts legends. Uh, We have Michael Jai White, as you may know, from his movie world career and his actual martial arts career. And we have the legendary jujitsu maestro, Higan Machado. What's up, Higan? What's up, my brother? What a pleasure. Booha! <laughs> and we have Mike. Mike, what, didn't you train under Higan for a minute? Yes, of course. Of course. Only the best. <laughs> Did you you rolled with him? Did he do his pressure shit on you? Well, he didn't kill me. Listen, <laughs> first of all, first yeah, when I roll with him, he doesn't yeah. even use a fucking like he doesn't use like the basic techniques. When uh, just for a little history, in case anybody's wondering, I train with Hegan's brother Jean Jacques, and I also train with Hegan. I've trained with I've been fortunate enough to train with a lot of the the best guys out there: Hegan, Jean Jacques, uh, Half, Henzo, um, Caesar, Caesar. Hickson, I got to do a seminar with. Uh, Braulio Estima. Braulio Estima. Um, lots of oh, Nick Gregoriatis. Gregori, you know what your name is, Nick. And uh, so I've been a very, very lucky guy. And I think that's something that being in the entertainment business has afforded me is getting to train with the best of the best. Now, Michael and I have never trained together, but I think that's because he's afraid of me. But that's neither here nor there. We'll just be friends instead. Yeah. I, yeah. Keep it where it is. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> Pick a machado. <laughs> I have a story for Michael J. White. I remember I was in Brazil, like um, in a city for my uncle Carlos Gracie. I have a couple of his kids. We were watching a movie. But the movie we watched was your movie. Oh, which, what movie is that? Which one? It was uh, one uh, Spawn. Oh, Spawn. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember. Oh, that, you went to go visit at that point. No, this in Brazil. Yeah, because the movie came out in 98. Yeah. 98? 97. 97. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember Carlos Grace 
talking about, oh, they're going to burn his face. (laughs) (laughs) He got his face burning and stuff. I remember watching with Carlos Grace, Helium, and have what the daughter killer Grace watch your movie with really? with comment about uh, Carlos Grace knew all the scene probably he watched a couple of times. Wow, really? Yeah, that's, he that's was, interesting. Uh, he's a he's a funny. I remember because the the Carlos Grace get very old. He lived in my house at the time. Mm. I went to visit my mother in Brazil. I brought like some um, American guys at the time to visit him, but his memories was not very sharp. Right. He watched a lot of TV. Yeah, I remember they showing the, your movie, mm. like on the evening, and Carlos was watching the movie, comment about the movie. Wow. <laughs> so like, yeah, I remember like, man, that was Michael J. White movie. Uh, wow, that's like, that's, that was amazing. That's wild, right? You don't yeah, realize, really, yeah. I don't think you realize the reach you have until somebody else from a completely another world tells you. I'm always blown away by that. It's just, it, wouldn't even, it wouldn't even register that that person would know anything about me that that would that happened to me so many times i remember a long time ago i was at uh justin's you know uh, in uh, new york or atlanta in, in in new york it was it just had opened that was puffy's restaurant in case yeah anybody's wondering. yeah um it, it was like uh it was a bunch of folks in there and next thing i know that i see dr j you know one of the greatest basketball players i mean dr j is walking through the crowd and I was like, oh, man, that's Dr. J. And I was like, let me get out of his way. And every time, everywhere I moved, I seemed like I was still in his damn way. And I was like, shit, how, how am I still in his way? I'm trying to get out of his way. And he was coming to talk to me. And he goes, hey, man, you know, I want to say I'm a fan. I've seen I was like, you're, you're not supposed to be, be able to see me. Like, how do you know that I exist? It freaked me out. I'm like, but then it. Re- I, I'm like, wait a minute, Doctor J, watch watch me in a movie. What year was this? I don't know. Like was, late nineties, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, it it freaked me out. It still that still happens. Like that still happens where I go, you know, I saw the whispers going into the, you know, the, the, you know, they were going to perform, and I'm like, is the whispers? The go, twins, hey, right? Yeah. Hey, Mike. I'm like, what? How the hell do you know me? I, like I grow up with these. Like looking at these people as bigger than life, and I'm like, but they can see me back. Yeah, yeah, the same shit freaks me out. I was getting on a flight once, and I saw the twins from The Whispers. Yeah, and because I'm at the airport, I'm at the airport. I can't process it quick enough. I go, I know them. Where the hell do I know them from? I go, Hey, uh, I know your face. And he goes, We're we're in a band. I go, What band? He goes, It's probably a band you had never heard of. And I'm like, because they just looked at me as some Indian guy. Like, yeah. And I go, well, what's the name of the band? He goes, The Whispers. I go, are you fucking kidding me? I pull out my iPod. I show them all my Whispers songs. I go, yeah, I never heard of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're crazy? Yeah, that, you're that, The Whispers. That, that happened with me with Russell Hitchcock from Air Supply. Oh, right. I was, I was say. like, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, I know all your, you know, on a, on a plane is like, no, I know all that stuff. But, but incidentally, that was kind of funny when Russell and I, reconnected it was kind of like that because i you know i didn't know i knew him from like decades ago yeah and and then (laughs) you you tell the story much better than me so i'm at the comedy store um that's about 11 years ago now actually um i do a show i'm hanging out michael comes up to me goes hey man i'm a big fan can i take a picture with you i go i look at him like i go man get the fuck out of here he's like what i go what do you mean you're a big fan? He goes, I'm a big fan. I love your stuff. I go, are you, are you kidding me? He goes, what? I go, Mike, we met before. Where? I go, we hung out for like two days straight <laughs> in Toronto. What do you mean? I go, you were promoting, I think you were promoting Tyson. It was no, 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 no. I was, I was down there shooting, shooting um, uh, that damn Seagal movie. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one, the Seagal movie. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, the uh, Exit Wounds. Right. But I was hanging out with this guy and two, two a days. friend of ours named Drew, right? And so we were hanging out. We were like kicking in, whatever. And I just remember, like, you know, I was hanging back with Drew and this other guy. Yeah, he goes, yeah, I was, I, was, I was with you two days. I went to the radio station with you while you were doing interviews. And they put me on with you because they knew me there. And he's like, no, I was with this guy, Drew, and the other guy. Some <laughs> other guy. I go, yeah, I'm the fucking other guy. <laughs> so I had no idea that was him all that And that while. was like 2000. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm like, you know, because I'd been listening to his tapes. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, I've been following you and whatever. And he's like, Mike. I'm like, what? I remember back yeah. then, too, you were talking about fighting and stuff. And you were talking about, we were asking, I was asking you about Tyson and stuff and mm. the movie because you had done, when, when, when was Tyson the movie done? 95. 95. Wow, okay. Oh, ni- ni- 94. Was well, HBO, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, weren't you too big to be playing Mike Tyson? I was taller. I mean, you know, yeah. the thing is, I had to, I made sure that, well, we had to make sure that the fighter, people I fought was taller and thinner. Right. So I looked shorter and stockier. More stockier. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did you get diesel for that? I mean, you're already in shape all the time, but did you get wider for that? Well, I, I did like the opposite of the uh, cut diet mm-hmm. because at the time, Mike was not that lean. He was pudgy Mike then. Right. So I had to get that look. So that means I had to really gain weight to fill out. Right. And so I was basically eating cheesecake and drinking Gatorades like crazy. So that's what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, well, you know, because I was leaner and I had to puff up, you know. Uh, of course, when Mike came out, he was lean, you know. He, he, oh, he was out. incredibly lean. Yeah, he, he was shredded when he came that, out. That was the most shredded I'd ever seen Mike in right. my life. And yeah. that was the meanest he'd looked. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Peter yeah. McNeely, woo. Yeah. I took Hegan to meet Mike a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He's a cool guy, man. What a nice guy. I said, uh, Mike, this is Hegan Machado. He's basically the Mike Tyson of the jiu-jitsu world. And Mike just looked at him. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I go, he can, don't choke out Mike. It'll be really fucked up. <laughs> but you don't want to get hit by him, so you're going to have to choke him out. No, he's an he's, he's amazing guy. Yeah. What's your relationship with Mike? Have one? No, no. Mm-mm. I mean, we met several times. I, like, after the move. well, we talked after the move. You're movie. Fort Greene, right? You were Fort Greene? No, East New York. East New York. Oh, yeah. that's right by him. He's yeah. Brownsville. Yeah, right? so... um. You know, you know, one of my best friends, Frankie Lyles, he was super middleweight champ. I remember Frankie Lyles. Yeah, so uh, he put Mike and I to, in touch when Mike was uh, incarcerated, and we talked about Frankie Lyles was a really good fighter. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, there were times where we even, we, Frankie and I set up the whole thing with Mike and, uh, and Bob Sapp, because I was training, my, I was, I was training Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp, that poor guy. What a big diesel guy. Yeah. With no chin at all. Oh, he actually, like, it, it's it's a it's a weird thing. Is that it like dude, the goats that you can scare? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, like, we, there's times where if if Bob wanted to really make fighting his main thing, it, it, it it's frightening because. He's a wall of a human. He would not, that guy would warm up with 400 pounds bench pressing. He was unusually strong and he was pretty damn fast for his, his size. So we would work with him and then we get him doing things right. It was frightening. Uh, just the, just the thing that people didn't know is the, his Bob's ma- managers, the Ishii and all those, they had him representing 20 different products. The guy was constantly just, you know, had the, he was the dancing panda. He was he was he, he was, was doing this commercial. That he had no time to train. Right. And he so was, all, he was, every time that you saw him fight, right. it was like he had he had no like preparation. A three week training camp. Or not something. even. Not even. Wow. Not even. They were just making money off of this dude. I'm like, I used to tell him, like, Bob, will you explain just so people are not pissed off at you that everybody you're fighting people who all they do is fight, and you're, you know, even to try to get him to train for two weeks was. Very difficult, and that wasn't but, him. That was his people. It was it was impossible to do anything else. But I tell you something: those rare times where he had like a month off, and we Trent. That, that's when he fought people like Musashi. That's when he fought people like. Uh, like Did he beat Musashi? Uh, yeah, um, that's when he. That's when he fought like um, uh, Ernesto Hust, which you thought I thought he was going to kill him. He uh, Ernesto was going to kill him. Well. Because well, Ernesto was a beast. Yeah, but Bob, to, Bob or, won twice. Yeah. yeah but but so Ernesto was the first, um, what's his name, who's still fighting in the UFC, uh, a Dutch guy as well. Um, um, you know who I'm talking about. The big dude? Yeah, yeah, heavyweight guy. Yeah. Um, I'm friends with him, too. That's even worse. Yeah, that's, Eddie, what's I, that's his name? how you treat your friends. Over him. Over him, yeah. Look at that. 
Yeah, yeah, Overeem. Yeah. I always used to get Ernesto and Overeem mixed up with each other because they look similar. No, they look nothing. That's the. You know what it was? They both had greasy Jericho. Can somebody pop up two pictures of these people? <laughs> that, uh, come on, Overeem and. I think it just said weird names is what it was. No, no, Listen. no. Oh, Overeem looks like his brother. Eddie, get the gloves. I'm fighting Mike you know, after he, this. He had, a, he had a younger brother, Underream, that, that he fought <laughs> just, I mean, he looked very similar. No, Valentin, no, Valentin or something like that. Oh, I thought you meant there was yeah, a guy yeah. named Underream. He was Overeem's younger brother, Underream. <laughs> yeah, but, but where the hell were we a second ago? Er, well, the, the, Ernesto. Yeah. But, fighting um, Bob. Yeah, but, you know, like, Bob, think about Bob. <laughs> Fought Ernesto. He fought um, uh, wasn't the twin Noguera. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Now Minotaur. And yeah. Th that's when Bob was training a bit and had no skills. So if he later on, when he developed skills, and he if he would have just trained, it would have been kind of crazy. But anyway, we were behind. Uh, Frank and I were behind that whole thing with Bob and Mike Tyson when Bob. When yeah, Mike was, Tyson comes was, to the that ring. That was supposed to, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, when he when he called Mike a bitch or something. My, my job was telling the security people that this is you know, this is kind of planned and let Mike get up in, in the ring. And Frankie was, you know, we're like right in the background if you ever want to look at that. I'm so, going to watch that again. Yeah, so. Yeah, Bob was like, Mike's a pussy or a bitch. He's called him something. I was like, what I don't think, he done? I don't think he said that. But he it, did. He said something or he's a punk. He just. But you could see he was smiling when he said it because it was like he, he I, didn't want to do it. I know Bob. He doesn't swear. Bob oh. is Bob is something is really unique. I've never heard that guy swear. He's got traps the size of most guys' mm. biceps. Mm. He was yeah. a big dude. That dude. Did he start off as a football player? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we we did the we did um, blood and bone together, right? I did the fight scene with him. I remember one time I told him, "Don't hold back. I want you to." Throw that punch as fast as you can. I'm just going to move. Don't worry. My head's not going to be there. One of the times where I had like a brain fart and I wasn't quite sure of the choreography because I was like doing too too much. And I'm like, I go somewhere else for a second. And I'm like, oh, shit, Bob's about to punch at you. And I just move. And I duck and his hand just, I heard the wind just go poof, just right over my head. And I was like, cut, cut. Let's let's stop right now. I gotta, I could I could have died just now, yeah. <laughs> you know. But that dude was unusually. Where does he live? Yeah, Seattle. But Seattle. Um, he was a like last times uh, Japan. I was gonna say he was a big superstar in Japan. We couldn't we couldn't be anywhere for for over twenty minutes in Japan because he would be mobbed. If we're anywhere for over twenty minutes, forget it. We can't get to the car because it'll just it's like. It looks like a Godzilla movie. Well, he was the size of Godzilla, yeah. in all fairness. Yeah. You never fought in any of the MMA competitions? I did some Valetudo on the past. I did maybe close to nine fights. How'd you do? I won I won the fight. All nine? All nine. Why don't you sit here and brag with me, Egan <laughs> Machado? Jean Jacques fought, right? Jean Jacques did a fight. Uh he I, I remember stopped, I you stopped, stopped when he fought him. Frank Trigg, right? And because he got a cut, it didn't stop the blood. Yeah. And Jean-Jacques was still mad about that to this day. He goes, <laughs> that's have... the last time I ever asked my brothers to be in the corner. They see no, a little blood and they, get, they fucking panic. Blood. I said, no. It was, I saw the fight. It was, And I, it's funny because I'm, I'm friends with Frank Trigg. And the first time I met him, I go, hey, man, you, you kicked my teacher in the head. And he goes, who's your teacher? I go, Jean-Jacques. goes, ha, ha, great guy. Mm. <laughs> I didn't mm. know Frank Trigg was half black. Did you know that? That makes sense. Now, 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 I'll tell you. Like, you know, she, he's Frank is in uh, my wife's movie. Oh, really? She, she kicks him in the head in the movie, and she always says, "Is that guy? Isn't he? He seems black to me." Like, I was like, "I don't know." Yeah, he's half black. I, I, like, I didn't know. I thought he was a dark Italian or something. That's what I. I thought he was one of those too. Yeah. Like, so that. Thank you. Like that makes sense. When he told me, I go, "No." He goes, well, "What the fuck you mean, no?" I go, "I didn't know." He goes, "How'd you not know?" I go. Well, your dicks in your pants. First of all, I'm not gonna fucking, you know. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, uh, usually when somebody's half black. There's some. There's a tell. You know, there's a little bit more. Yeah, they they look a little more on the black side. Yeah, he was more Vin Diesel-y in the black yes, way. Yes, you know absolutely. what I mean? Like they were very similar. Like, is he? Isn't he? You know. Yeah. What's Vin Diesel's real name? Eddie. V Google Vin Diesel's real name. It's not even Vin Diesel. Mark Vincent. Is that what it is? Yeah. Are you I, friends with Vin? Oh, you, no, you're friends have, with Vin. No, not at all. I just have Mark a pension for like. What is it, Eddie? Mark St. Clair. Oh, Mark St. Clair. 
I'm afraid no, you Vincent's in there somewhere, I believe. Maybe it's Mark Vincent St. Clair. Well, yeah, so but it's uh because I, I know I have friends who were New York uh doormen with him. Right. So and and it makes sense that if his name is Mark Vincent, you know Vin Diesel makes Vin, sense, yeah. There's there's where the Vin comes You trained him how long? No, I met him briefly the first time I met him, I was a friend of Paul Walker. Right. And Paul Walker invited me to go to Puerto Rico. They were, I think, was Fast and Furious Five. He, uh, uh, Van Diesel, his best friend is a guy named Valentino. Mm-hmm. He, Valentino introduced me to to Van Diesel. If we hang out a little bit in Puerto Rico, and he called me to to some TV show he was doing. I stopped by. After this, he called me back for Fast and Furious 7 to help him to do a fight in grappling between him and Jason Staten. That's when I met the first time Jason Staten. Um, after this, he invited me for some events, some parties, and, but we never Actually have trained. a chance to hang out. We well, trained him maybe a couple times, but not like you. you know? Paul Walker trained with you too? Paul Walker trained for me for every chance he come to see his his manager mm-hmm. was across my academy in Beverly Hills, but he lived in Santa Barbara. He trained for his teacher there named Franginha. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. He was a purple belt at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. That's why we're excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're struggling right now and not really feeling like yourself, It might be because it has not been a good year. It's been pretty rough for most of us. Most of really, like me, you, everybody. So listen, you're not alone. If you're having a hard time, therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be the cliche, how does that make you feel kind of therapy. It can be whatever you want it to be. You can privately talk to somebody if you feel like you're not dealing well with stress, or you're having relationship issues, or if you're just feeling off in general. I mean, I know I was. I had my ups and downs. You're not alone. It's not exclusive to just, as they would say, regular people. Everybody gets this. So whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. I know I deserve to be happy, and if I deserve it, I'm kind of a scumbag. You definitely deserve it. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to if you're feeling up to it and you want to look at somebody and talk to them by all means do that but if you feel like being somewhat anonymous you're more than welcome to that as well it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about it's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Culturally Canceled. Listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Peters. That's BetterHelp.com slash Peters. Hey, everybody. It's Russell Peters. And if I sound relaxed and calm and feeling good, it's because I am. You see... I've been sleeping on my Helix mattress, and everybody's unique, and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have a soft, medium, and firm mattress. They even have mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot, which I happen to do. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete, and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Because why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? It doesn't make sense. I took the quiz, and I was matched with the Midnight Lux. I know it sounds like a whole thing, but it's actually pretty dope, which happens to be their most awarded mattress, by the way. I didn't know that. You don't know what you're getting matched up with, but I was matched up with the award-winning mattress. I'm an award-winning sleeper. Anyway, I wanted something with a medium feel, and I tend to sleep on my side, and it's amazing because it's made with luxury memory foam that is specifically designed to offer pressure point relief for side sleepers. So now I don't have to wake up with sore hips and shoulders anymore. I still wake up with sore shoulders, but that's because I'm so broad-shouldered and very masculine. Just kidding. And Helix makes it really simple to find the right mattress. If you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door shipped for free. 
You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. It comes in a nice box, and you look at the box, you go, where the hell is my mattress? And you think it's going to be like some sort of mattress pad, and you unfold that thing, and it's a full-on mattress. I was impressed with all of that. Anyway, so here's what you do. You just go to helixsleep.com slash Peters. That's Helix with an X, H-E-L-I-X slash Peters. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for if you don't love it. But believe me, you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, I got the two pillows as well. Fantastic. They're offering those two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Peters. That's helixsleep.com slash Peters for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Sleep well, my friends. What are we at, 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh... I just to oh look it's it's doing good guys yeah, it's a, it's a it's about what you won't talk about yeah bro. I mean it's, it's I want to talk house. about let's let's you know it's good with the fighting and everything but I want to talk about Michael's personal life because you told me something a little while ago that blew my mind and oh, I don't know if you want to tell people this or not but it's uh, it's your personal life but mm. this shit freaked me out we've been friends a long time and I, just to find this out recently was like what the good fuck Michael. <laughs> Now, I know Michael as a married man to, to the very beautiful Gillian White, who's an amazing woman. Uh, his, like, you know, when you see a couple and you go, oh, that's the match. That is the, that is the match, right? That is his person. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel I found my person now as well, mm -hmm. which I'm very fortunate to say. And, I, and, I, and congratulations. Uh, congratulations. I had to find out from somebody else. Thank you. Well, you know, I, yeah. you know here's the thing. It was... I, you know, I've, I've, I've been engaged five times. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I've taken my shots at it. Yeah. Um, and each time I get, I know exactly why I got engaged. Yeah. Some one time I didn't get engaged. I, it was just kind of because, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, so for whatever reasons, but I found my person. So now when I, when I, when I look at Michael and Gillian, I go, that's, that's his person. And I can look at my girl and quite easily say, that's my person because I now know yes. what that feels like. And Hegan, He's met many persons in his life. <laughs> but Michael, so I knew Michael as a married man to Gillian, and I knew his two youngest daughters, um, the very smart kids, by the way. Mm. And they're young. They're, what, 10 and 11 or something? Or? Uh, yeah, 12 and 13. 12 and 13. Yeah, but they're, they're like, even when I would see them when they were like eight, nine years old, mm. I was like, they look like they were 13 and 14 already. Yeah, they did. I mean, you got two big parents. Mm. And um, so I was like, how are your kids? And he goes, uh which ones? And I go, well, the, I only, you only have two that I know of. I go, I know you have a son. And you go, uh, no, I don't. I have more than one son. You're right. Yeah, I started a little early. Yeah. Way early, I'm yeah, imagining. Very, very early. Very early. I have three grown sons. No way. I didn't know that. Oh, three. Yeah. How old is the oldest? Yeah. And so... Um, <laughs> It's like I'm not gonna say your age. Well, I we can use difference? deductive. We can use deductive reasoning. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's very, very easy, you know. So, you know, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> three, three grown sons and three. Uh, well, now a grown daughter because the you know, Elias nineteen. Wow, she's nineteen. So you got nineteen, thirteen, twelve. Yep, and so and then three guys that are way old. <laughs> right. Yeah. But no, I want to say, can you, the, can you? The middle one just turned 30. The middle one? Yes. The middle one turned 30. Yes. Can I just, I got to get to this, Mike, because this yeah. is fucking incredible <laughs> to me. And this, like, these are things that people don't realize. Right, like, right. Like, people know Mike's a badass. He's a, he's a martial artist. Mm -hmm. He's a great actor. He's a great friend. Um, there's things about you that people don't know. First of all, Mike is actually a very proficient DJ. When he comes to my house, you know that. Yeah, he gets on my turntables and he gets busy. It's not like he's meandering his way through it. He knows what he's doing. He mixes on beat and he he knows music. He's he's got a very a good depth of knowledge of music. And and it always bugs me out because when he's playing, I'll be like, who the fuck's playing that right now? I look and I go, oh shit, that's shit I would play. Like he plays house music because to find people who really know house music, like the good house music, is a very rare thing, especially uh, out here in Toronto. We know house music because we're eight hours away from chicago and eight hours away from new york so we would get it all fresh as it was happening and uh and then mike got on my turntables one night and started playing house music and i go who the fuck's playing that dude? who knows that and i walk over it's mike playing house music it, when i first saw you at the uh comedy store he was 
he he wasn't standing up. He was DJing over there. Yeah, he was DJing. And, wow. And it, this and this dude for for so many years has given me so many cool points because I will take his mixes every damn movie and television show I work on. I bring Russell's mixes to the uh, the 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 um, makeup, makeup con- con- and everybody's grooving. And so that and I get all this credit. Oh my god! I'm like, you know, Russell Peter. You mean a comedian? This is him. I got to show the picture because he's got a little cartoon of his DJ and stuff. I'm like, believe it or not, no, this is, it, it, it's it's crazy. I listen. I know his mixes by heart now. I I, I know ne- every like it's probably you've probably given me twenty freaking mixes. Yeah, I give you a lot of mixes. Yeah. You're, I think, one of the only people who I, I only share my mixes with maybe about five or six people. But, like, no, he and I are very similar. We are facilitators. I get my, my joy out of giving, and he's the same way. I'm not used to getting. And, and so I'm, like, over the moon when someone gives me something because it, I will trick you into not giving me anything. You, you want someone? No, no, I'm good. You know, that's I I'm I get you know I'm a giver, but like what this guy you know I see he does the same thing he makes sure the, his people in his orbit are taken care of same way, and so we got to fight. <laughs> it's like more so like the outdo helping each other, but like it's um, but yeah it, it it but that's something I really value a whole lot just that musical like knowledge and you know I always said even. Before I found my, you know, Gillian, my, you know, other your person, half, your person, my person, I always said, the person that understands my playlist, more than likely, we will be, we, we connect. That's exactly what I got. Yeah. That's that. Isn't that a trip? It, it, it's weird how, how that. This guy knows, like, people go, how the hell do you know this band and this you know, rock band for like, this. Like, what are you, a sixty-year-old white lady? Like, he knows yes, the same music from that to house to deep hip hop. Like, I, I couldn't stump him. It was like we knew the same thing. But there's a part of our personalities that are all of that, and uh, that that we're multifaceted. Yeah, where our our minds are open to a lot of things. Yeah. I think that that's explained by your your broad spectrum of fighting techniques that you learned and mastered yeah and and you know th- think about his uh c- comedy it's it's kind of like like when i grew up i remember when i had a 16th birthday i had a big birthday party. how old was your son then <laughs> <laughs> that was very clever that was very clever <laughs> that was very clever well, you know, you know, he was born. He was there, born. There, there you go. Now, now, if anybody just starts counting up, they kind of know. See, but <laughs> but in in that that sixteenth birthday party, I had all my friends, and there were five factions of people who just separated themselves and was like, "What the hell do you have in common with those people?" And so it's kind of like, well, with Russell. That's what he's like because he's got every he's got such a, a a variety of 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 fans that from all over the world. It's like, and it's why the, the but they are united through him, and and it's and your parties look like that too. Yeah, I like when your par- your parties look like that. You I go, like to put people together that like, would never normally be yeah. together, but then you know that they have something in common. Yeah, like, like Mike, go talk to that guy. You're yeah, like, like, he, like he'll, ha- you know, Russell's party is like. There's a group of transvestites over there. There's there's some you know mobsters and there's some there's there's some um, there's some you know motorcycle gang and guys you know all with Muppet hands you know and so it's you leave like, Jean out of this. What the hell does, do all these people have in common? And then it's Russell because he's a little bit of everything. Uh, it's funny because the first time I met. Russell. Was, yeah, no clue uh, who I was, by the way, when you met me. I didn't have no idea mm-hmm. about. Yeah, I met at the Chuck, Rainbow Room. Yeah, Chuck, Chuck Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Zero. Oh, I want you to meet Russell in this and that. 
Henrique é um destatal também. E said, Pô, I have a nickname in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I trained you to be Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I said, what's your nickname? And he said, Vaca Cagada. <laughs> I started laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. I said, man, are you sure that's yours, your nickname? <laughs> yeah, they call me Vaca Cagada. Which... Go shit. <laughs> like a cow everywhere. They go, they shit everywhere. <laughs> and he, that was in Portuguese. It, it sounded like a, I love him right away. Mm-hmm. We exchanged number. We're talking about the train together. The next day, I go to my brother Jean-Jacques house. He, his wife came to me and said, he, you have to see this stand-up comedian. He's so funny. Was Russell Peter. Yeah. He yeah, didn't know he's that big because when they're watching YouTube, have hundreds and hundreds of people in his show, like, sold out. I said, man, this guy's amazing. Mm. And I remember we start talking about training, and he lived close to Jean-Jacques, right? To my brother at the time. Yeah, I was in Malibu, and his school was in Malibu. And yeah. I didn't know that. And that's where you came and trained me the first time, was in Malibu. Yes. It was you, me, and um, that Mexican kid who's an actor who was on a Disney show, I think. What was his name? Good kid. Well, he only trained that one time with you. Um, Diego Bonetta? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diego Bonetta. Yeah. That was his name, yeah. Nice kid, too. I saw him out a couple of times. He, and, uh, he's doing really good. He's doing... Yeah, I don't think he's going to have any problems. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. So, Michael, yes, um, can we get back to what shocks me about you? Because uh, you're a very young-looking, you're a very youthful man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, so, I'll go with that. Can, can I just put this out there? Because it's fucking, it's incredible. You, you're not going to let it go anyway. I'm not so going to let it go. Yeah, go I'm not going to let yeah, it go. Because go. I don't want to have this information welling up inside me. Yes, because I think it's yes, incredible. Yes. Michael has six kids, right? Yeah. yeah six yeah. children. That I know of. That he knows of. Mm-hmm. That he's claiming. Yeah. And how many grandkids? Four. Four grandkids. Mm-hmm. Now go on, give us the cherry on top, Mike. I'll say it this way. Uh, the second oldest grandkid has a two-year-old daughter. <laughs> that to me I is will, fucking I incredible. I say it that way. I know. That's amazing. Yes. That's great. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I need another term for what that is. I not I can't I can't hear that. What if you hear grandfather squared? Yeah, like Grandpa squared. You know. What does your granddaughter call you? No, she's like she actually just looks at me like that. Like it's I got pictures of her. She just does that. But your grandkids, do they call you grandpa? Yeah, they do. Against the, my wishes. <laughs> yeah, but you are their fucking grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, put it this way. If Michael was on Maury, it would be like, you are not the grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it stopped the entire restaurant year long time ago. Uh, I was at uh, Daily Grill with my son and uh, his wife and 
you know, his his kids. Kid. Yeah. And so basically my son basically he he kind of you see, I, I my my beard doesn't come in that that, you know. But my son has the Teddy Pendergrass, right? Oh, the big deep beard. Yeah, yeah. So uh and he sports it well. And um so he looks a little older than he is. This is your older son, oldest son. Yes. And so This is the sixty year old. His 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 <laughs> His wife says, you know, innocently, you know, let let the baby, you know, give the baby to his grandfather. And somebody overheard that. Seems like the whole restaurant overheard that. And it was just like. Like a needle. What? what? Yeah. What? What what did you say? (laughs) Oh, well, well, that's great. Wait a minute. That's his grandfather? Like, that's his father? And like, yeah. Uh, Just like every, you know, everybody, you could. Continue to eat, like, but it just stopped the whole restaurant because, <laughs> again, that's that's yeah. But here's the thing: you're not a deadbeat dad, so that's it's not like, like eighteen you... years ago. No, more than that. It has to be eighteen years. More than yeah, 18. yeah, more than eighteen years ago. So that I looked even younger. younger. Yeah. So not that you look any older than you did in the 20, mm. 35 years, thirty years ago. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's the you know virgin blood. Basically, you the, drink the, the sacri- blood of virgins. The, the sacrifice thing, but we can get into that another time. Yeah. Well, now yeah. that Epstein Island's closed, I mean. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> your sacrificial days are yeah. behind. You. you ever see me in a mirror? Huh? You never saw that? Huh? <laughs> never. Yeah, yeah. There is a picture of you in my house that's getting older, and you're not. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what it is. I mean, not to sound corny, but I will sound corny. It's about being freaking happy. Right. I was, oh, man. I, I, you know, I, I had a rough. Uh, coming up and i used to look a little lot older than people thought i was you know and so there's people who think i'm beelzebub because those people when i was 15 people thought i was in my 20s well you would look like a grown-ass man when you post those videos of you and in, in right yeah because i used in to the early fight, 80s i used to fight against you know men like heavyweight men when i was 15 right so those people thought i was mid-20s so those people who thought i was mid-20s then how old do you think they think I am now? Right. They think I'm Satan because they go, wait a minute, that guy's got to be mid sixties or something. No, but I, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I listen. I know. I'm not. So you say. Yes. Um, <laughs> according to his claims, yes, I'm uh, not. Yeah. You got to be reckless I, at a young I, age. I, I honestly, there was no more effort than that time when I was 15. That's all. That's all it takes. So I, th- I think you probably have done that. No, my, I mean, mm-hmm. my lady is a couple of years younger than me, mm-hmm. and she's got a 28-year-old and a 26-year-old. Mm-hmm. And when they're all together, people don't know that they're mother and daughter. Yeah. They think that's just a couple of bunch but, of friends but hanging out. But, there's, but, there's, but yeah. honestly, there's a lot more effort on her part than it was for my part. I mean, it's really a whole lot more effort. What do you mean? They have to give birth. I really, oh, yeah, yeah, no I doubt. Basically, I just need, nah, you know. Yeah, somebody said, you know, somebody said, uh, I can't believe a guy comes so quick and he goes well it takes you nine months to push out a baby takes me nine seconds Mm. you know (laughs) i'm glad we talked about this (laughs) yeah those those those, we we need those little awkward moments those are my favorite yes because i i know you i know you as my friend first mm -hmm. i i i obviously i i i'm a fan of your work and not 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 just because you're my friend but i mean black dynamite is always going to be in my top five films of all time oh Wow. And that is up there with Airplane and Midnight Run and Goodfellas and Casino. So wow, man, it's in my that's top amazing. five. It's not number five. It's in my top five. Wow, man, hey, that that's I fucking raise, bro. I fucking love that movie. And I always advise anybody: you never saw Black Dynamite? No, never heard of it. Well, you need to watch it because you watched it. You probably missed a lot of the jokes though, because you know, Egan. <laughs> nothing, of, nothing lot, personal. A lot, lot of things know. started with R. So, yeah, yeah the, it was it was a it was a hard film for him. He spells hard with an R though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rard actually. Yeah. I'm surprised I don't get called hustle by my Brazilian friends. That wouldn't be too bad, really. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a good name to have. Yeah. How come you've never called me hustle? Hustle P. Hustle. Yeah, that's your name in hustle. Portuguese. Yeah. Right. Hustle. It's kind of like two H's. Hustle. They kind of. They kind of. Kind of lean into this because when they say sound. Carlos, they don't say Carlos. It's like Carlos. Yeah, it's a little bit of a. It's like, <laughs> now we do like a scratch, like when do mm. we say um, example car 
over here in Brazil is two R's in O, like C-A-R-R-O. So it's like it's, Spanish, but with an extra R, but then the R's aren't pronounced. Yeah, but the mm. way we do, we stretch the R like carro. Mm. Uh, I've had a few carros in my life. <laughs> in base, that's how you say Regan, Rickson. Do you know? Do you know he voiced the the? Uh, oh yeah, I remember he, that. He, he, he in Never Back Down Three, that big, that big the, guy I fight. I bought that movie. He was the voice of it. Oh really? He was the voice of that character. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, that that guy's Australian. <laughs> Hilarious. He, he did. That's the, the he, one where you were in jail, and then you came. No, 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 no. no. There's a no. giant guy. No, like no, that. it's, it's that's uh, the one where you fought him like in an arena, but not in the arena, yeah, like yeah. in the hallway yeah. to the arena. Yeah, Nate, 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 Nate Jones, Jones. He was a big yeah, son yeah. of a bitch, that guy. Dude, man, there's a picture of me next to him. I look like Kevin Hart. Yeah, that was like seven children. Regardless, you look like Kevin Hart. But he is the strongest. He was like, I, I tried to armbar him, and I had to be like, yo, man, let me freaking armbar you. It's a movie. Was he a fighter, too? No, no, he's just one of the, he was one of the strongest men in the world. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, I mean, at that height, that he had like- What the, is he, 6'8"? No, he's like close to seven feet. Like, he's like just about seven feet. Like, he had like the- You're what, 6'2"? Yeah, yeah. De- deadlift record, bench press record, and, and um, military press. With arms that long, so, well, his arms got that long from lifting all the damn heavy weights. No, actually, that'll make your arm shorter. Really? Think what? Well, I think, thought it would stretch your arms out. Oh no, no, everything. That's why they. I thought know, that's because like their that. muscles pulled them up. But I mean, well, yeah, well, yeah. When you're like this and you're short, right? You do a bench press, it's like you're done. That guy's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like so, that is unusually. No, the true story. True story. Plane. Hold on, my flight's coming. Yeah, in. yeah, but you know, let it. You know, he's got a runway down here. So the the true story. That dude, when we were uh, rehearsing, he, he, you know, Nate, Nathan, he kind of would go off on tangents and he start telling us a story about when he was a bodyguard and one tactic he had to keep his client safe is that he lifted the client away from the guys who were trying to attack him. And while he was telling the story, he used me. <laughs> and he picked me up and kept explaining the story. How did he lift Nobody, you? under my arms like I was five. <laughs> and he held me up while he continued the story. Nobody was listening to him because everybody was like, yeah. and I'm like, do, do you see this? The guy's like, so I, I, I kept him away. I was like, I can't do that to my daughter. You know, I mean, it, it was unusual. That kind of strength was just frightening. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, now, if only if he could fight, it'd be more dangerous. Mm. Do you need to know how to fight when you're that strong, though? Do you? Uh, you're that strong. You're that physically large. First of all, nobody's going to take a shot at you. Well, you got to jump up to hit the dude. Yeah, I mean, you, you like basketball players are a completely different animal because they're tall and thin, and nine times out of ten, don't know how to fight. Yeah, yeah. They, they fight really bad. Oh, my God. I get embarrassed yeah. when I watch yeah, basketball I, fights. I, I just laugh. And it's like just kind of watching certain folks dance. Yeah, it's like slap. It's like these, oh, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I get so frustrated with it. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Like, and football fights, I got so much equipment on. It doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, this, the snatching the face mask thing. That's that shit really, irritates me. Yeah. Ooh, tough guy. Yeah. There are some tough guys in it. Let's not get it twisted, you know. Oh, of course. You got to be tough to play football. Yeah, I guess. No, you got. You, come on now. Listen, I always, I always <laughs> liken it to uh, Australian uh, Australian rules football. Well, that shit is insane. Where they're stepping on each other's head and stuff with no right. equipment on. I couldn't have done it. No. I had the wrong attitude. Yeah, we're too uh, fight why, competitive. Yeah, that, that's why I don't don't play basketball now. You're like me. Where growing like we, up, I every time I I I yeah, you get frustrated. I'm the same. I would hit a guy. Bop. I don't want. To, I don't want. Fuck well, because, you. because they would they would grab a rebound and elbow you. I'm like, uh, that's that's my arena. You yes. just elbowed me. I I if I looked up basketball, elbowing is not part of it. Well, I'll give you one back. And and, yeah. and I used to think that like what was happening. I I realized late, real late, that it was me because I remember being out here at uh, watching basketball game and uh you know in in marina. You know, out, out there. I, and so I watch people 
like get in an argument and was like, yeah, well, fuck you, all that type of stuff, right? A lot of barking. And and then, then I'm like, oh, he's about to hit him. Then they run down the other side, and and it was like all good, like, and he's still checking the guy. I'm like, how do you do that? The guy who just got in your face, who elbowed you, is checking. How would you not hit him back? And so I realized, oh, all the while that was just me. No, no, that no. Was, that's that, that's I a was, fighter's mentality because I. I uh, you and I both don't like sports you can play. Mm. You cannot play fight sports. Yeah. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And now, Hegan, you're Brazilian. I would have imagined, I don't know this to be true or false, but I would have imagined you would have played soccer growing up. No, actually, uh, the sports I did, I did uh, water polo. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah, I did some sport called handball. Yeah, it's not a. Yeah. It's like a yeah, we ball. just we just imagined him playing water but polo. No, that, that's no a mistake. Soccer. He didn't look like that. Yeah. When he was playing water polo. So get that out of your mind right now. I, well, no, it's okay. not that. I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's the one sport you don't expect the guy who's yeah. a, uh, you know, a, a legendary jujitsu guy to play. I played water polo. But you, but he, he's 13. You go, okay. You, but when you go water polo and you, you see what we, we see as Higgin. But he was also training kind of go, already at 13, I would imagine. I know, but you just, did you not picture him? This, uh, yeah, I picked him like yeah, an see, adult. That's what like I'm saying. Yeah. Well, there's that, and there's also the fact that he was in Brazil. Soccer is like the number one sport there, isn't right. it? Or well, football? I, I, do I they never, call it soccer? What do you guys no, call I it? No, I play soccer, uh, football. We call it in Brazil, but mm-hmm. I was never like Jean Jacques or Carlos. Well, Jean Jacques was good. Jean Jacques was really good. Jean Jacques was in a level he can play in a club. Mm. He was one of the best. Uh, Jean Jacques have this ability. Whatever he do, sport wise, and he always have bring to the next level so carlos was good too your brother carlos was really good your brother carlos yeah Carl- i've trained with him as well carlos he's incredible in, in jean jacques a fantastic soccer player didn't carlos just get his red belt no he got his the candy cane uh red and white red and white yeah what's after red and white red yes and then that's it that's it that's crazy mm-hmm. who how many red belts are there active today maybe six do you know uh, who they are I know a little bit some, yeah. Who are they? Uh, because they most die. You know I mean? Yeah, I would but imagine so. Like a, almost eighties, you know, eighty-five. Is not a requirement of the red belt to no, die. To be a, a red belt, have to be like in your seventies to eighties. Right, something. but that, yeah, see, is Hori on a red belt? Yeah, red, right? Not candy cane. Hori is red. Hickson's a candy cane, but he doesn't wear it. He, they want to give to Hickson early. The red belt. Yeah, but Hickson, I don't think he... I never seen him use the red belt. He use... He still uses his coral. coral belt. Yeah. That, that is the... That, <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu, to me, that is the one style that has maintained 
tradition, like the yes. apps. That's what karate used to be like. Right. right. It, it was. wasn't a it wasn't a business. They didn't care how long you were training. You don't get a black belt until you earn it. Right. And so the worst thing that happened with karate became a business, and they watered it down, watered it down, watered it down. Yeah. And so there's, you know. I like when I meet people and they're like, oh, my, my son's a black belt in karate. Go, yeah, he's 12. That's fucking great, buddy. I'm sure he's very effective. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? But, it's like, a, yeah, but back in the day, here. it was like that. And in the, in the tradition that, you know, people didn't even, you know, desire rank like like that it's like the other people had to promote you to that you know yeah, you didn't that, promote yourself that's the thing you with know? with jujitsu people are like what are you i'm like I'm a, I'm a blue belt with four stripes to go after five years ago you, you don't just get it you gotta earn that so yeah. they're not gonna give it to you until you know it see b- back in the 70s a black belt meant that right nobody was handed out a black belt you if you were a black belt see that's that's the thing and it's it's people keep thinking about the old tradition, and they say, "Oh, some so and so is a black. Oh, he's a black belt. It's not what it means anymore, right? You know, because most black belts, I'm like, eh, whatever. You yeah, know, the, it means a black nothing belt usually me. is like a and karate is usually like a high level green belt or some shit. Not you know? even. No, it's it's because they wouldn't even be able to compete with green belts or a, a green belt from in the 70s is way beyond a black belt nowadays, right? Because just think about it. If I train train my knuckles. To break objects, right? I'm hitting you. You're hitting. I'm. I'm learning. I can withstand somebody who can break my ribs, who is hitting me barefisted, and is trying to, you know, really crack me, right? So, I. You know how many people will quit because they can't deal with that? Well, guess what? In the '90s or whatever, they, everybody wore gloves. Yeah. So everyone could withstand that now. So just you've never dealt with that kind of pain and had to overcome it of somebody hitting you so hard that you would normally quit or you feel like you're going to quit. But then you go. So now everybody can pass. You know what I mean? So it's lovely to see that jujitsu has not done that. It it would be a tragedy. I'm sure there. I'm they're, sure there's schools where you can get an easy, uh, come up easier. But when you're, I, that's well, why I train with, with the Machados or the Gracies when but, I've had but an opportunity. There, there's so much of. See, even back in the '70s, there's probably schools that were lighter, but they didn't survive. Right. You you couldn't you couldn't compete against the right you know the traditional people. Right. Exactly. So th- that's the thing. Um, it's sad, but. There's probably going to be a day where people are going to keep watering it down, watering it down, yep. because somebody's going to give a black belt to their students because they paid them a bunch of money. Yeah, they don't want to lose that student. Right. And somebody starts getting super rich from teaching a watered down jujitsu, and then it influences other jujitsu masters to go that way. And just oh, I got five thousand students, and I'm making all this money and all this stuff, and then that's what happens. That's what happened to karate. You start you start getting mega karate schools, and so it was it it become like you know summer camp, and and you know the the instructors they're bowed down to, and they're going, hey man, I busted my ass my whole life. Well, hey, I'm gonna sit back and get paid. Yep. Eventually, that will probably happen with jujitsu. Is happening. Is happening right now. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of. I've watched a lot of YouTube stuff with, um, like, fake black belts who, and then they get like a real jujitsu guy to go in the school and storm the school and be like, "You didn't fucking earn this. You can't give yourself a black belt." Yeah. And then they want to fight the guy, and the guy doesn't want to fight him. You're like, you need to fight him if you say you're a black belt. And some guy comes to your school, you're gonna have to fight him and prove that you're a black belt. But think about this: if imagine somebody who has a good reputation in jujitsu. And that person just goes, screw it. I'm going to, I just, I just want thousands of students. And he will sell his good reputation and get all these people. So because that guy is legitimate, he's, he will get uh, a lot of money and a lot of influence because he's legitimate. And then other people who are legitimate, it, it coaxes them. It, 
you know, makes them start doing that because I've seen it happen with karate where good, you know, they, they you know, like I say, they get to the point where they go, why can't I get paid? I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think he uh, have today two types of belt. One you can buy, one you can, they give you because he's, you want to keep you at the academy. You have the the old generation, mm. which he, they value the blood, the sweat, and the honor. That's right. And he, sometimes I tell the, some of the guys, you can choose. You can go to a academy, which they will give you the belt in the next four years. Higa Machado. My yeah. pleasure to be here. Michael Jai White, my, my friends, Higan and Michael. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming in today on uh, Culturally Cancelled. That's what I called it because culturally canceled. Because I couldn't even say it. Culturally canceled. Because uh, we live in the time of cancel culture. True. And my material, my act, my way of thinking is uh, perfectly in line Brother, with what what would be canceled. And I'm like, it's going to swing. The pendulum is going to swing back. The oh, I'm not direction. worried about it because I'm sure it will. Because people don't focus on intent. We need, we need to focus on intent, not the word. Mm. The words don't mean shit. Mm. The words aren't the words that yeah, are going to hurt you. It's the if, intent. But if an asshole is deciphering that there you go yeah but i also say the people that are trying to cancel you were never the people that were in your corner to begin with true so don't worry about the people that don't like you worry about the people that love you yeah yeah you know i i i I would i would second that and i'm looking forward now also i want to talk about this really quick before we go Mm -hmm. um we have uh when when is our movie coming out mike well it should be coming out it's definitely coming out this year 2021 yes sir Yes, sir. Um, and you know, you know, the movie is loosely based on. Well, it is based on uh, Black Wall Street, Tulsa. Right. You know about that. that oh, that yeah, that but, yeah. In in Oklahoma, they, yeah. that's where that's where uh, the the in the was it the forties, the thirties, twenty. This is the hundredth anniversary. Right. This year. Right. It so. happened in um, nineteen twenty one. Black Wall Street, a, a thriving black uh, community. On their own, without any help of yeah. anybody, right. you know, and they—they they, it was like a, it was like a domestic, like terrorist, like they just destroyed this whole community. This is this is uh, this story of where the movie occurs is like the beginning of that town, um, and um, so it's the timing is right because it's the hundredth anniversary, and there's going to be a lot of things. Uh, there's a HBO series that's going to be talking about Black Wall Street. Um, and uh, this movie is kind of highlighting that. So um, our movie is um, is looking good. And I, do, I, don't fall, you know, I don't fall in love with my own stuff. You um, better. Some of it's really I, good. I am my, I'll always be my own uh, worst critic. I said some of it. I mean. But this, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really feeling where where we're we're at with this movie the outlaw johnny black um yes, sir well, the three of us are in this movie michael wrote and directed it and uh hegan is in it and i'm in it and we have an interesting relationship hegan myself in this movie <laughs> absolutely i like that <laughs> yes me too I love it. hegan machado what's your instagram uh hegan machado not with the uh, it's cut, uh, cut the uh it's, part it's at r-i-g-a-n-m-a-c-h-a-d-o now here's the funny thing every time i post something that says machado on it I get people in India laughing because they're like, ah, motherfucker. And I'm like, what? They go, yeah, macho. I mean, it means motherfucker. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. Does? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. And, uh, and Michael Jai White, what is your Instagram? Jai Michael White. Jai Michael White. Wait a minute. Uh, Instagram? No, it's, um, uh, oh, God damn. Do you want me to pull it up? Because no, no, I follow it. Official Michael Jai. Official Michael Jai. And in, in Indian, Jai means victory. Yeah, Jai Ho. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a ho. So this yes, is great uh, to know. Former ho. Yes. <laughs> Former ho, until yes, you yeah. find your person, exactly. you, you slut around as much yes. as you can. Yes, well, so. that, and then people think, oh, he's a womanizer. No, no, we're looking for something. Exactly, and it's a numbers game. Yeah, I mean, it's like fishing. You know, they say plenty of fish in the sea. Hey, I, I, I looked at, I, 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 I reconnected with my soulmate. Yeah, yeah. When I was a whore mm-hmm. or a hoe, back twenty-five years ago, we were together and lost contact. What did break you up the first time? May get all up in your business. Just because I just was running around. Okay, that's fair. I mean, we. I mean, you met the right person at the wrong time. Yeah, and I, I didn't apply myself. Right. I didn't apply myself. I, I, I didn't get find it. Find out who we were because it would have been over back then. It would have just been like. Yeah, you would have ruined the whole thing. 
No, 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 no. I would have been like, I would have married her 25 years ago. But you would have slutted around still. No, 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 no. no. I was honestly slutting around to find the one. Right, when you didn't realize you had the one. Yes, I didn't didn't find out I had the one. Yeah, you need to know, you need to lose in order to know what a victory feels like. This is true. That was profound. I'm very profound, guys. We should end on something. We're going to definitely end on that. (laughs) Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Hegan. My pleasure. Thank you, Courtney, our wonderful producer. And Eddie, thanks for all your Googling prowess on El Google, uh, the Mexican Google. Russell Peters on Culturally Cancelled. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Culturally Cancelled. If you want to see me live anywhere, you can go check out russellpeters.com and see where I'm at. If you don't want to see me or talk to me, uh, just listen to me on my podcast. Um, I'll be here. You'll be here. I won't know you're here, but I'm, I'm hoping you're here. Anyway, check me out. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.